Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Looking for more information and data on women in engineering? Head over to research.swe.org and review the groundbreaking research that SWE has been conducting. SWE's research efforts include reporting on women of color in engineering and how community colleges may play a role in getting more women to graduate with engineering degrees. You can also check out the annual SWE Literature Review in SWE Magazine's State of Women in Engineering issue. Hi, I'm Heather Doty, President-Elect of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. I'm joined today by Joe Miller, a globally renowned authority on women's leadership. Joe has dedicated two decades to helping women advance into positions of influence by leveraging their leadership strengths. She has spoken across the globe for more than 300 commercial, government, nonprofit, and academic organizations, including Amazon, Bank of America, Boeing, eBay, NetApp, MetLife, Microsoft, the Grace Hopper Celebration of Women in Computing, and Princeton University. Um, for the past last year, Joe also served as the moderator for SWE's Exec Program, which aims to empower mid and senior level executives with actionable, high performance strategies to become their truest selves as leaders. Exec features leadership training from true experts on the topics of leading self leading people, and leading change. To learn more about Exec 2020 taking place in Chicago this June, please visit exxec.swe.org. Based on her work with hundreds of thousands of women, Jo developed a pragmatic and powerful roadmap that guides women to become the leaders they aspire to be. Jo shares this proven success in her book, Woman of Influence, Nine Steps to Build Your Brand, Establish Your Legacy, and Thrive. She joins us today to speak to some of the lessons in her book, as well as what women can look forward to by attending SWE's exec program. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. Thanks, Heather. I'm happy to speak with you again. Certainly. Joe and I got to meet last summer at the exec in 2019 that I had the opportunity to attend, and I honestly enjoyed every single part of the event. It was a fantastic learning opportunity. Yeah, I had such a great time too. So we'll talk a little bit more about exec, but first, let's learn a little bit about Joe. Joe, our listeners just got a little insight into you and your background from the um, bio that I just read, but tell us a little bit more. What's your story? How did you end up in this role, encouraging and empowering women all around the world? Well, probably the first question that people have is, where is my accent from? So to cut a very long story short, I grew up in Australia and then lived in California in the Bay Area for about a decade and then relocated to Cedar Rapids in Iowa with my husband's career. So the accent's Australifornia Iowan. But going back to the beginning, <laughs> going back to the beginning of my career, I think um, one of the reasons that I ended up in this current role is that uh, so much of what I do can be summed up as giving mentoring advice to my much younger and much less career savvy self. And you know that's possibly something that a lot of mid career professionals can relate to. But I, I had an early opportunity in my career to step up 
into a leadership role and yet it quickly became apparent that I wasn't cut out to be a people leader. So managing people and managing teams just just wasn't me. And so I felt completely out of place when I was, you know, asked to step up into more of a regional management role and I turned down this promotion that I'd campaigned really heavily for. And so in the wake of that, um, you know, that challenging opportunity that I turned away, I actually hired a coach myself and I found that coaching so beneficial that I, I quit my corporate career not long after to go up and become a coach myself. And I think, Heather, in what turned out to be the biggest plot twist of my career, I I quickly turned around and got drawn back into helping other women discover their leadership strengths and advance in their corporate careers. And uh, what I found I, I was really intrigued by and had a knack for was helping others work through the types of career obstacles that I'd really struggled with myself. So, you know, things like figuring out your leadership strengths and navigating the, the politics in a large organization um, and turning your personal brand into more of a leadership brand. So, you know, I, I find almost two decades later now, my focus is going into large organizations to support women um, as they discover their leadership strengths and and help them use that knowledge to advance their careers. That's fantastic and ties very well into your book that luckily I got an advanced copy of and got a chance to start reading. I haven't finished it, but I'd love for you to tell us more about it. What inspired you to write it? What can readers expect to learn from it? Oh, thanks. And so um, definitely this is the leadership book that my younger self would have loved to have had and would have really craved if it had been available. But I think the central premise is that, you know, we often spend too much time focusing on fixing our weaknesses and we forget to leverage our strengths and, and we especially neglect to leverage our leadership strengths. And so my big realization early on in my career was, you know, there's more than just one type of leader. People leader is not the only type. Um, so you might instead be a change leader or a results or a service leader or thought leader. Um, and so, you know, part of what inspired me to write the book is just to remind people that there's more than one type of leader and you really owe it to yourself to figure out which style you are so you can step into those leadership strengths and thrive. Um, that was certainly one reason. And another is I just I kept having these conversations with women who felt like the best kept secret in the organization or, or the invisible employee whose leadership strengths were going unseen and unrecognized or under leveraged. So I kept wanting to find ways to help those women understand who they are as leaders, embrace their strengths, own their strengths, find a leadership niche for themselves and really turn that personal brand into more of a leadership brand so that people around them would, you know, sit up and, and pay attention and start to see the leader in them too. Um, you know, uh, plus I also got tired of reading so many leadership books where all the examples were of men. Um, and then you'd come across one example of a cautionary tale of what not to do. And you guessed it, it would be the woman at which point, Heather, I would throw the book across the room. <laughs> and I think my husband and cat got sick of ducking every time a book came flying. And, you know, my husband was like, you know, you really should just write <laughs> the, the antidote to all of these, these, you know, these books that write women out of the story. Um, and so, you know, something that I hope readers will take away is you know, firstly, that they're not alone, that there are women thriving and stepping up to lead in their careers. I hope they'll learn how to not be that best kept secret in the organization. Um, but probably most of all, how not to get stuck in the role where they're indispensable for doing the type of work that undersells their potential. Right, which is 
so easy to have happen. It's great to be appreciated for what you do well, but not at the expense of future opportunity. You know, we talk a lot about mentors and role models in SWE, along with the leadership principles that you've just shared. Um, so I'm just curious, who was the most influential mentor or role model that you turned to for inspiration while writing your book? You know what? Firstly, I can't narrow it down to just one. Can I say um, possibly closer to 100? <laughs> so there are... Well, I hope you're not going to name them all individually, but... <laughs> no, no. You have to look to the book. The Yeah, the, the index at the back of the book will name at least 56 of them. But um, I so I've had the opportunity to interview more than 100 incredible women leaders at all different leadership levels and phases of their career. And so, you know, there were so many intriguing stories and so many memorable quotes and actionable tips. And so I laid all of these transcripts out on my dining room table and just completely covered the room and, you know, overflowing onto the chairs and onto the floor um, and just tried as much as I could to mine so much of those incredible conversations and transcripts. But, you know, of course, there are always some that stand out. And, and one in particular was Cindy Kent, who in fact was a keynote speaker at the WE conference in Minneapolis uh, not That's long right. ago. She was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. she was unbelievable, an incredibly um, seasoned and successful leader who came from uh, a manufacturing, manufacturing engineering background herself, um, but rose through the ranks after um, a sponsor helped her navigate away from a role that was a poor fit into a role that was just much more her life's calling. And from there, her career really took off. And so Cindy's story just really stood out to me, as well as the generosity with which she shared not only her, her own story, but just great advice about what a sponsor is and how you find one and the impact that, that they can make in your career. So Cindy definitely is someone that stood out um, among you know, those hundreds or so examples that, that I was just so honored to be able to hear from. That's fantastic. How about, can you share something that didn't make it into the book? Yeah, definitely. You know, so one of the things that happened was I was contracted to write a book that was um, between 50 and 55,000 words. And, and I thought that was going to be a stretch. But when I got to about 65,000 words, I, I ended up having to cut stuff out. And so, you know, I think a really common career challenge um, that a lot of people face is how to manage upward effectively. And, and in fact, I think this is true of any phase or, or level in your career, knowing how to lead your leaders or manage up effectively is one of the critical success factors. And unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of time to, you know, to include that in this particular book, maybe next time around. But, um, you know, just to give a couple really brief tips, it really comes down to not communicating in the style that that you are most predisposed to use, but rather understanding the style that your leaders find most influential, um, which means understanding their work style and communication style and thinking and decision-making styles. And the better you can understand how your leader you know, thinks and communicates and makes decisions, the more effectively you can influence them. That makes total sense. Well, let's shift topics a little bit away from the book and um, back towards the exec event. And as I mentioned earlier, you moderated our most recent event and will be moderating again at this year's event in Chicago this June. What has been your overall impression of this event and what are some highlights attendees can look forward to? 
You know, I, th- I think what really sets this particular program apart is the the small, intimate setting. You know, so it really is kept to a fairly small core group of participants who come from, you know, of course, across a wide range of industries and organizations, but all have that engineering and, and technical focus, as well as being at that critical inflection point in their careers. So I just found the multi-day nature of the program really built build this incredible camaraderie and connection between the participants. And Heather, you'll remember like the belly laughs at dinner that evening, we went out to dinner, we're just, I, I have not laughed so hard or so frequently or so long at a professional event for, for as long as I could remember. And so um, I really think, you know, the this this group dynamic that gets gets built through the program is is just really unique and rare and valuable um my role as the MC was really fun so for once I wasn't actually the the speaker my role was to kind of tie together the different themes throughout the program plus I guess I kind of you know appointed myself as the one to kind of shake up the energy get people like standing up moving around the room interacting a little differently to bring some of the physical and and fun learning style into the event um so I got to do what I really get to do in an event at an event which is to listen to uh, the, just the incredible sessions with the other speakers um and if you don't mind I'd, I'd love to share a couple takeaways that I gained um, because, of course, we'll have the same speakers back again this year. Yes, and they were all fantastic. I, I, In just a second, I'll let you share some of those takeaways. I just wanted to build a little bit. I agree with you 100% on the intimacy of the event. I thought it was fantastic. Um, there were about 18 of us there that last year. I think we capped it at 20. And I still have relationships with um, my core group. We we were divided up into groups to keep accountability buddies with over time. And we got the opportunity to have lunch together at the, the We19 annual conference at the Executive Women's Lunch. We all made plans to sit together and continue our relationships even beyond the event, which was fantastic. So what were some of those fun high points that you had? Well, of course, not only do you have this great group of of um, accountability buddies to continue the conversations where that we have a great word, which is accountability buddies. You heard it here on this podcast. <laughs> so um, yes, you will leave with accountability buddies. So I would say, of course, that the three themes are leading self and leading change, and then leading people or leading others. Um, And so Rebecca Ganadan's session on the first day really brought home the lesson that leading, uh, of course, starts with leading ourselves first, and leading ourselves starts with understanding ourselves. And so she delivered just beautifully on on that topic. And so the phrase that she brought that really stuck out for me is strategic self-awareness. And so she worked with the group to do a, a really deep dive into the, the Hogan instrument um, so that people could understand not only their personal preferences and styles and their values, but how that knowledge can be brought to bear to, to work effectively with others. So Rebecca delivered a really powerful session then 
Um, later uh, on, we we moved to Rose Hollister, who was talking about leading change. And I think what Rose's session really brought home for me was that in our current world and, and global economy, leading change is really everyone's job. You know, our our you know companies and industries are being disrupted and impacted and if you're not leading change you're you know you're you're moving backwards and so there was a couple moments in Rose's session um you know the the entire program was so full of light bulb moments but one where i saw a flash of insight move across the group was when she talked about the different roles understanding the different roles that people play in the change process i mean often we just think about change agents and change leaders but she said no you, you need to think about having a change sponsor as well um and having someone that she calls the chief repeating officer who takes that message of change and reinforces and reinforces it so that no one in the organization loses the message of the importance of change. Um, And so I remember that as being a key insight that really stuck through the group. Um, And then finally, we were joined by the incredible, incredibly charismatic and very, very funny Marbel Miguel, just funny as heck. And, um, you know, she is an academic. She brought a ton of research-based insights into how to lead others. And I don't know if you remember, Heather, she had like a a mathematical equation for motivation. (laughs) Yep. that I know like the EPO equation, effort, performance, and outcome, and drill down into each of those that I know was a real key feature that everyone walked away with some, you know, some great insights in how to motivate others. So those are some of the things that stood out for me. But um, Heather, I know you're preparing to move into that role as SWE president come July. Are there some things that stood out for you from exec and, you know, also what are some of the things that you're doing to prepare yourself as a leader for that upcoming role? Yeah, I think exec provided a great framework for preparing for such a leadership opportunity really within those those three avenues of leading self, leading change and leading people. In terms of leading self, I've been keeping a journal this entire year as president-elect, just marking key leadership lessons I've taken from books or speakers or observing leaders in action, as well as myself and lessons learned that I could perhaps improve upon, as well as what I've done well, recognizing those strengths, I think is very important, like you've alluded to. Um, Leading change, like you've said, every organization has to be in the business of change or you're just fading into obscurity. So really keeping track of, of where we're headed with the Society of Women Engineers as an organization and making sure we stay the course on our strategic and operating plans. And finally, leading people. We have fantastic volunteers as well as staff members who who work tirelessly to achieve SWE's mission and really trying to leverage folks' strengths and recognizing people are excellent at different things. And that's fantastic because I'm not good at everything. And I'd love to have some folks who are good at the things that I'm not, so I don't have to do them because I don't like to do stuff I'm not good at. Um, so those are all fantastic opportunities as, as I've, I've been able to leverage those exec lessons through this kind of preparatory year. Oh, that's so great to hear. And um, I know that we're all looking forward to, you know, to you fully embracing your role, but also taking your own leadership to new heights as you take over the presidency. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting time. Um, your book, 
back to that, puts a lot of emphasis on shifting one's mindset from doing to leading, which ties in so nicely with what we were doing at Exec. Um, why don't you um, explain to us why that's such a big lesson or teaching moment in your book? Yeah. And, you know, I think this goes to one of the, you know, the stickiest, trickiest shifts that we make in our career, which is, um, of course, the shift from doing to leading. And, you know, most of us can relate to being that up and comer and that high performer who's great at making the most of the role that's in front of you and, you know, the tasks that your boss gives you. And yet I think your impact will always be limited unless at some point you step away from being that solo high performer and make the switch to being, you know, more of a leader, less of a doer. And yet, of course, you know, we have that tendency to want to hold on to all of the success factors that got us to where we are today. And yet if you continue doing the things that have brought you to this point, you might not reach that next leadership lesson as, as I'm sure someone someone once said, what got you here won't get you there. And I think, absolutely, um, yeah, I think exec is just a great opportunity for people to acknowledge all of the strengths and success factors that have got, gotten them, you know, to be in this room, to be nominated as a high potential uh, up and coming leader that their company is investing in, but also really take a close look at what are some of those success factors that have got me to this point that might actually derail me if I don't, you know, step back from them, switch it up and start to embrace and practice and develop new leadership strengths. Um, so again, I think that shift from doing to leading is particularly apropos for the group that we have in this room um, at the exec program. And it's just, you know, it's really awesome to have people take a look at envisioning themselves and, and how they'll step up and thrive in the next year and take their leadership and their careers to new heights. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I have to say, um, Joe, it's been great chatting with you here today. It was great reminiscing and remembering about the program and perhaps encouraging the next cohort to join us in June. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm really excited to to come back and meet an entire new group as well and um, and work with them through this program and, uh, you know, see people through that next shift, that shift from doing to leading. Yeah, definitely. And also because I'm sure that our listeners have enjoyed hearing a lot about your book and your background as well. Um, help us. Where can we find your book if we wanted to read it, which I'm sure well, everyone does now? <laughs> you know, as authors always say, wherever good books are sold, but I'm going to put in a plug for your local independent bookstore because I didn't even realize this. Um, you can call up your local bookstore and ask them to bring in a book. So, you know, why not do that and, you know, pay it forward into your local community as well as buying a great book for yourself too. Oh, what a fantastic idea. Certainly. Thank you so much again, Joe, for joining us today. It's great speaking with you, Heather. Certainly. For anyone out there interested in attending this year's exec program in June, remember you can visit exxec.swe.org. I'm Heather Doty, and for all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. 